The Ringer's Charles Holmes and co-host Grace Spellman present the most notorious new podcast in the industry, The Ringer Music Show. Every Tuesday, they'll bring you the latest news, the hottest takes, and the deepest reporting about the wild world of music and the chaotic industry that creates it. Check out The Ringer Music Show exclusively on Spotify. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Right Said Micah Peters. <laughs> We're your Sound Only co-hosts here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about Drake. Okay. We we didn't talk about Kanye last week because we were like let's we're, we're let's talking. Just this you. is that we are to, to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about, you know the new age Best Buy Wars um, yes. that is uh, Drake versus Kanye on a, well, it's not really a release day battle because Kanye came out last week, but we didn't directly discuss Donda and now we have a whole certified Loverboy album to talk about, so we're yeah, just gonna... Kanye West, Donda, Drake, certified Loverboy, the matchup of summer. 2021. Why am I announcing this like as a shonen contest? Um, I don't know, but what like give us more tale of the tape. What's the reach? What's the, well, no, what's but, the okay. you know? Let's set this up a bit because I think it's too, you know, here's the thing for me, right? Just going into this, Drake, Kanye, both they're they're rappers, they're musicians who are super, super celebrified. And so a lot of conversations about both of them, and I would say especially Kanye these days. Um, including my own writing on TheRinger.com this week, really sees on their celebrity and are sort of like, let's talk about that. But I think there's a lot to talk about with both, I guess, the sort of general state of the celebrity of these two individuals, but also about the music, right? Because we're still, we do yeah. music criticism too at the end of the day. Yeah. We, we care about yeah. music, sound, <laughs> vibe, you know? Uh, I think that's how this conversation might break down a bit. It's talking about the this, this sort of meta commentary annex of these two people, especially because they're supposedly beefing with each other in a way that I, could, I to this day, don't really buy the idea of a Kanye Drake beef. <laughs> it's it just, just seems like, fake, yeah, fraudulent. It's, 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 it's really like just subliminals just aren't hitting like they used to. You they're know, really there's not. just. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 more of like, you know, a cat fight where there's no actual touching. Yes. Um, 
Where do you want to start? You want to start with Donda? You want to start with Drake? I kind of feel like... I, I don't know. I mean, the Donda moment was so weird, right? Because Donda came out at this point a week ago. We, we should note that it's a holiday. You know, it's like post-Labor Day that y'all are listening to this, right? We're recording this a bit early. We're recording this, I mean, the day after the Drake album dropped, right? And I feel like in a lot of ways, Drake cleared the deck. It feels like the the, the Donda discourse, for obviously a lot of reasons, is exhausted. <laughs> you know, which is which is all well and good, right? Like the music yeah. is the music, and you can sit with the however Actually, long you want. Actually, I have like it. I have I have a bit of a point on that because, okay. um, like post uh, my beautiful tar- twisted fantasy, like uh, where you know Kanye was wearing tailored suits and going into tech offices and performing <laughs> Mama's yeah. Boyfriend and, you know, apologizing publicly to Taylor Swift. The album rollout is the Kanye album and the finished product like doesn't have actually that much of a shelf life. How, how often do you return to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or any, al- any Kanye album since? Oh, this is a hot take. Like, Hold on now. Wait, articulate this again. You're saying that your I'm saying here? that the the album that you are getting mm-hmm. ultimately under delivers on the grandiosity of the rollout because the rollout is like the experience of the album. Like my beautiful dark twist of fantasy is like a competently made good album, but like the replayability of it to me at least is is honestly like low with the exception of a few songs and what you remember most is the good fridays lead up to it and like the being in the and him being in doing the rosewood thing being in the tech offices etc uh with life of pablo it's like how he kept fixing the album as it was coming out jesus is Honestly, him performing at Birdmass and Straight Jackets and the interactive video for Black Skinhead and him performing that song on Jules Holland. This is like me personally. Like yeah, this is not yeah, like yeah, overall. Yeah, but we could tease um, it out because I, I I I feel super differently at least about And I mean like especially especially with Donda. Especially with Donda, mm-hmm. the album is never going to sound as good as it sounded when you were hearing a muffled version of it um, at what I will not call a Mercedes-Benz Superdome in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> the, uh, like, because, I mean, it just, I, to me... Like the 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 album sounds best like sort of at a distance, like from a muffled distance, like with the film of you know uh presentation and mystique and whatever this John Deck uh performance art thing is that Kanye continuously does, you know, and gets more pro- it gets progressively weirder at. Yeah, you know I saying? do. Like yeah. the role Yeah, like the like this the thing that is most impressive about Donda is the weirdness of him wearing a down jacket and uh leather pants in 88 degree <laughs> weather at an M- at a 
MLS Atlanta United soccer game and walking around the stadium with gloves on, on his phone or whatever. Like, it's just like, who does that? It's just yeah. weird. I posed that as an open-ended question uh, at the end of the piece that I wrote for The Ringer this week. I didn't review the album. Uh, Rob Harvilla reviewed the album for The Ringer. I wrote a piece that was sort of more about why we talk about Kanye the way we do these last few years. You know, I posed that question, right? Of like, look, seriously, was Donda as music ever going to, was it ever going to beat the spectacle of all the stuff he was doing to roll it out? Now, you're sort of, you're sort of extrapolating it all the way back to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And like my, I think, I think that one album is the one where I would object. Right. Cause I, I definitely get what you're saying about how that was the sort of first Kanye rollout where it really felt, it was kind of proto Jesus, right. In the sense of, he was doing way too much and it was way too dramatized. Um, I will say like for me personally, I wasn't super into like the, 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 the Friday stuff, right? Like I didn't, okay. re- you know what I mean? I like, it was, I like, I preferred it because it, it felt more like mix, like mixtape, like, and yeah. the, the album was, like the textbook example of critic. Band. Yeah, totally. Um, like having 37 credits on like on a yeah. single and, you know, like you got to squint and scratch and sniff to find Elton John in there. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, it's just kind of like, you know, I want to be respected as an, as the artist. Yeah. It, you know, it totally is that. And yet it's still the album that I feel very unapologetically like, yeah, I know I'm a basic bitch for loving my beautiful t- twisted fantasy and sort of just loving that album and caring about the album way more than I ever cared about anything else about the rollout. Except all the lights I hate. I think all the lights is terrible. It's like right up there with me. All, it all the lights is yeah. up there. It's like, yeah. it's, it sounds, it is, it's just one of those songs that sounds like, that sounds so painfully and specifically of its yeah. time that it you can't like it's the same thing with niggas in Paris like I like I bet Hit Boy hates that song <laughs> 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 like, if you listen to any of the stuff that he's been producing lately yeah. you know you I just know he hates that shit yeah I I I agree so like I disagree with you on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy I I think as you get through Jesus and then certainly like to me that what you're describing, I, I think it's less true of Pablo. I think it, it is to me, the album that it's the most true of is Pablo, right? Pablo's album where it's like, I think I said this the last time we were teasing that we would have this conversation about Kanye. We were talking about Candyman, right? Which is just like the life of Pablo of all the albums in this dude's discography is absolutely like you had to be there. Cause if you try to approach the life of Pablo without all of the context of the rollout for it, it's just a lot of garbo music on that album. There, yeah, that's. I mean, you get that's sort of like what I mean. Like Kanye albums, I, at least again for me, post my beautiful dark twist of fantasy, like exists as documents like of a time rather than things that I can sit and enjoy by themselves. Yeah. You get what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you get what you mean. You get what you mean. Uh, okay, but then what about? Because we we've been we've been avoiding it, but like, what about Donda? We have been avoiding it. Donda. We have been avoiding it. Donda. Okay. 
surprisingly easy listen. Um, like I mean, and immediately I want to say apparently Fivio form was just resting up this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, like it's yeah, yeah like out, yeah. <laughs> you can rap like yeah, that. Yeah, for real. yeah. And also Roddy Rich has the best anything on the whole album, in my opinion. It's like Roddy and Dirk. Dirk um, Dirk on the album is great to me. Yeah. Okay, Dirk. Yeah. Also like sidebar, it's like kind of interesting like how many artists are on both projects. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, I mean, for an album that um, is two hours and twenty-seven songs long, like it's 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 surprisingly not as tedious as you think that would be. Um, and it's just like music; it's just him making music, and with like shockingly little, you know. Um, shocking little controversy around it, which is like what it more or less what we had been asking of him for some time. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, eh, it's still just I, right, you know. I'll I'll give you some context for when I first heard this album, and in fact, when I first realized it was out, because you know I'm not on social media, so you know, I was in mm-hmm. Wisconsin in the Mini Cooper, sitting outside the Williams and Sonoma like a rich nigga waiting for it to open. And I get a text from Freddie, from my old roommate. He says, he says, um, now you got to give the album a full and considerate listen before you go all hater of the year on it. <laughs> and I, I sat there in my car. It was like 20 minutes early trying to get, you know, a cutting board. And I'm sitting in the car and I'm listening to this album. And if my first, like first pass through, I'm like, this is kind of like surprisingly boring, Right. And I ride around some more that day. And then I ride around some more, you know, for the next few days. And I'm kind of surprised because I think the first couple of times I listen to Donda, I go, this is, especially relative to its rollout, right? It's so low key. And I found that kind of off-putting or disappointing. And I was just like, this is just surprisingly boring. And I think, though, the more I sit with it, the more I... I feel myself actually succumbing to Donda. And that itself is surprising to me because it's it's basically the opposite experience I have with the life of Pablo, right? With the life of Pablo, you know, I was in New York. I was working at Complex. I was down at the, the Madison Square event. And that's where I very palpably felt what you were describing, right? That sense of the best way to listen to the life of Pablo is live at a distance in a way where the speakers are all messed up and none of the songs are finished and you can you can sort of sell yourself on the experience that you're having, you know, right. experiencing this album before it even fully exists, right? But then immediately after the release date, the more time I spend with Pablo, the more I'm like, this low-key kind of sucks. <laughs> That's the opposite experience I'm having with Donda. So you're Donda, saying that you've had like the opposite experience with yeah, Donda? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I feel my guard dropping and I feel like that's the, I, I feel like that's the kind of the experience for, I think a lot of Kanye, I don't want to say fandom, let's just say listenership uh, at the moment. Right. It's like how much, I mean, look, it's possible to sort of, to be charitable and to, to put your guard down and be like, let's do this and still think the music is ass. Right. Like I, I totally get it. 
I think a lot of people, I, I can get a lot of different perspectives on this album, but it does feel like the challenge right now is because Kanye is just so determined for every one of these rollouts at this point to put people on edge that you kind of have to, and I, and I resent Kanye for this, right? I feel like I have to do all of this work to undo all of the bad will and bad faith that he puts out around his own albums. And on the one hand, it's like, look, I'm a critic. I get paid to do it. So, you know, I just got to suck it up and do it. But it, it feels so counterproductive, right? I'm just like, Kanye, man, you, you're only making it harder for a lot of people who want to give you a chance or, or really want to engage with your music to engage with your music. Because in order to do that, they have to cut through all of these layers of celebrity bullshit that realistically no one should have to give a shit about. That's my problem. Well, I mean, that all that said, I mean, like, where does that leave us with a certified lover boy? Yo. Okay, here's the thing. I think, again, Donda's grown on me. The, the Donda discourse is very much not, right? And it kind of is one of those... All of the acrimony around Donda leaves a kind of taste in your mouth, right? And where normally in any other day of any other week of any other year, I, I would be writing up bars to clown Drake on Twitter for, for like 10 consecutive days. I, I told myself until the day this album came out that like, I'm not really in the mood for a Drake album. And then this shit dropped. And it was a breath of fresh air, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that we should actually we should add that there were like the the rollout to to for for Drake's album uh, consisted of him getting like the heart shaped part in a in his yeah in his fade, mm-hmm. uh, like which you know was widely ridiculed because you know you're thirty five, um, and you know. I guess there were also the billboards that went up around uh, the country. Explain the the billboards thing. It's just straight like Times New Roman typeface and all caps with a little OVO owl on the bottom. It's a black billboard with uh, fun little tweetables like, you know, I don't miss, let alone miss you. (laughs) Uh, And then there is... (laughs) I mean, in different cities, say, for instance, in Virginia, there is Hey, Virginia, Masego, who is from Virginia, is on the album. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Atlanta, it's just like, Hey, Atlanta, Slime, uh, Future, Baby, and Savage are on the album. Hey, New York, The Goat is on the album. And then, like, you... Like, you, you, you... you start listening to the album and, you know, Boldy James isn't on there. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know what, you know, but the, to your point here, it's like, that sounds corny on some level, especially because it's like, look, Kanye, Kanye rollouts are annoying, but they're at least something. And then when you try to put all the Kanye over here hanging from 300 foot ceilings, meanwhile, Drake is like, oh, he put up some billboards and like Taylor Swift cut a Starbucks commercial. You know what I mean? It's like, y'all not really about this life. Get out of here with this bullshit. But the album, Um, though, with the music? The album? The album is, again, yeah, like it feels sort of like this is 
comparative, like, I mean, comparatively is exceedingly listenable. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, no, like, it's more than that. Come on. You got more credit than that. It's, it's fun. fun. It's, it's, it's fun. fun. Like, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good time. Like, every single person honestly, who knows me has got a text from me this morning. We're recording the day it came out. You just like, this might be his no, best album. I think I said that to you. Text to me. Everybody else I said, is this Drake's only good album? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is kind of a sharpened version of like whatever he was doing from the years two thir- uh, 2013 to 2015. Like the, 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 the idealized version of that. Would you agree? Yeah. You know what it is? There's always, to me, been a fundamental insight of Drake music. And it's that, look, real, real killers, you know, they're not about gangster rap. Real killers love R&B. <laughs> right? And Drake is not a real killer, but Drake knows his R&B. And, but to me, the thing that's always been kind of frustrating about Drake albums is I always feel like the balance is off, right? The balance between Drake being an R&B aficionado versus Drake being a tough guy who really wants you to humor the idea that he's going to beat up Kanye West in a parking lot in Calabasas, right? The balance always feels goofy and off. And this is the first Drake album I have ever listened to in his long career at this point and thought, nah, he nailed the balance between those two modes. There are only really two songs on this long-ass album where I feel like I'm being asked to humor the ridiculous notion of Drake as this mafioso tough guy and the rest of it is just Jodeci. That's the rest of the album <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. I mean like kind of a snapping into focus on the order of like future uh, oh my God. putting out Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Like I mean it's, it's sort of just kind of like alright I'm settling into I I realize what I what people want and I'm just going to give them exactly yeah. that. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's like, it's all of the little elements. And again, they're always in Drake albums. Even, even the way in which, I mean, you said fun. It's also, this album's funny. This album has a sense of humor. It's dog. very funny. Yeah. It's a, it's a very funny album. Like, I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> I was like, I was listening to, I was listening to the album last night uh, with my friend Abby at his house, like on massive like speakers that they, you know, him and his friends uh, got from like a church at some point a couple of years ago, like big PA speakers. And like the, the right said Fred flip comes on and we both look at each other like, is he fucking serious? <laughs> like for like the way too sexy flip is is like one of the funnier things that like you know that way you laugh when you think something's really funny yeah. where it's like a little scary and kind of maniacal that was the laugh idea yeah like you're laughing at an absurdist and the, the video thing. is even better yeah. the video jesus yeah. yes yes <laughs> um you know what? Let's take a break for a second and we'll we'll pick this back up. We'll talk about the music of of Certified Lover Boy some more. And then I think we can talk, I guess, about the annoying Drake versus Kanye dynamic. Um yeah. 
after the break. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Micah, seriously, help, help me work through this, right? I, 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 don't, I don't know whether it's musical or circumstantial, right? I'm I'm one of those annoying people, right? Who just has always had, you know, we were talking about with Kanye, right? The the whole idea of what do you do when your guard is up and you're trying to get it down. With Drake, I've always had my guard up, right? I just there's something about the guy that's annoying. There's something about, you know, I'd actually say more than musically or even his sort of like celebrity shtick, right? To me, Drake, more than anyone else, including Kanye himself, frankly, represents the the thing I hate in a lot of popular music right now, right? Which is that it's not enough to be a famous musician who has a particular style and whose whose albums are distinguished by that style. Drake infuses so many of his songs with this sense of celebrity biography and this sense of serialized biography, right? Like you're reading, you know, the fucking Robert Caro LBJ volumes every time you clock into a Drake album. And it's like, oh, great. I have to like be inundated with the pat. You know, it's like a 12 season recap of the life of Aubrey Graham. And I don't give a shit about any of that. Um, and the thing is, like, all that stuff is still here, right? All of the cryptic stuff about people he slept with and the time he got, you know, Swiss Beat said something mean about him in an interview. And Kanye beefing with them, obviously. Like, all that stuff is still here. Also, just, like, the proliferation of bars about his son, also. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, Drake rapping about his son is not not my favorite thing about... It's really the worst. It's actually (laughs) the worst thing. And I mean, like, and it's... If I gotta, if I gotta be aware of this lyric that everybody else does too, he said I had to fuck a lot of girls to get a kid like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you texted me the co-parent, yeah. the co-parent line. We finally got. A oh rapport. yeah, like co-parent of the year. We established a rapport. I was just kind of like, this guy is a is a sicko. What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's why it's, I'm I'm actually super surprised that rappers. I'm surprised that everyone does this now, right? Maybe it's a survival strategy among celebrity musicians, but I don't know. I feel like you hear so many celebrities complain about how they wish they had more privacy, and then someone like Drake comes along, and seventy percent of his albums are him oversharing shit that I just don't want to know about him. Like, I wish I, th- the main moral for me coming away from the Kanye and, and, and Drake rollouts this week is like, regardless of how I feel about the music, I really wish I knew way less about these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, 
Yeah, I, like it's just kind of we have been spending a lot of time talking about like bringing preconceptions into you know albums and that being a thing that is a direct consequence of the way that I mean honestly the way that celebrity functions like in the media landscape and also just the way that people wield celebrity yeah uh like I mean I don't know there's not like I'm, I'm talking about this like we're winding towards some sort of solution for it but I don't think there is one. <laughs> well I'll tell you what maybe a small scale thing just for the sake of this conversation I would like us to maybe like we can take turns, right? A song that you feel like is the best song or maybe representative in some distinct way from Donda and then from Certified Lover Boy, right? Like as a way of sort of talking mm. about the music as such, right? Because I think Sure. Yeah, like picking the sort um, of best thing from both. You go first. Right. I think Pure Souls is probably my, well the best or most representative of the Donda or like of how good Donda can be. Yeah. Uh, in its aims to be like a neo gospel record, but also to have a hardened trap edge to it. And also to be radio friendly, despite him saying, I'm not making this ain't no shit for the radio or whatever. And I mean, you know, grow up, put out an unedited version of the album. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 yeah. But like Pure Souls is like, you know, him getting some of the best out of his features, but also using those features to cover uh, like his shortcomings like at this point in his musical career. Because I mean, like if you honestly directly listen to the lyrics in the song or like or what Kanye is saying, it gets annoying. But he's rapping the best that he has in quite some time. Um, as, as far as like certified lover boy, like it's a toss up for me between like way too sexy because again, it's just kind of like... You're a brave man. The way Are people that, mad at that? Uh, I imagine people is, hate that song. What'd you say? No, I love I love that song. I imagine it's a song that people are already being annoying about. I, I have to imagine. Oh, people like people definitely hate that. Like it's like it is polarizing. It's, it's just like it's people are like beautiful. this is this is yeah. But I mean, like I don't care. That's 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 my shit, nigga. I, like especially the thug part. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but also, uh, like I mean. Drake also kind of just pulling in like features that <laughs> you know like sell a half baked idea and it and it works like I mean yeah. uh and then also I think in too deep is maybe like the my other favorite song on that record, which honestly is just um what a time to be alive part two. Which it could have been. He had like, because the best, the the best production on this album is Metro. Like, yeah. some of the best features on this album are Future. It's the him and Drake doing their divorce dad fantasy thing, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> honestly like, 
not as tired as it feels when they are doing it separately for some reason. You get what I mean? Yeah. Because yes. uh, like, I, I think totally that agree, like, yeah. you kind of reached a point of exhaustion with, you know, future doing the I ain't on that friendly shit dog, I'd rather fuck your hoe thing. Like that him and when him and Uzi put out yeah. that tape together, it was just kind of like, all right, man, how old are you again? <laughs> like, but like for some reason, it feels like he, it doesn't feel as though like he's taking himself as seriously when he, when him and Drake are doing it together. Yeah. And also, just those two have come a long way together for people who, when they first started doing their thing, I was just convinced that it was fake. And that, you know what I mean? I never, in the beginning, I remember not really buying the camaraderie of Drake in future. And I think that dynamic yeah. between them has at least, again, it, it has a, a certain vintage. You know, it's a certain vintage, right? It tastes good. Two great tastes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. For me with Donda, I would say I'm a cheat and give myself an option I didn't really give you. Which is, I'd say this, this kind of a stretch where I really sit up a bit and I feel like it's from believe what I say through heaven and hell. Uh, with the exception of remote control. Mm. I don't really give a shit about remote control, but... Yeah, it's like, believe what I say, 24, moon, heaven and hell. I think that stretch of the album is where I start to go, especially as I sit with it. I definitely didn't feel this the first couple of times I listened to it. But that's where I sit and go, Kanye can, he he can still, he has, he has the shit in him. You know what I mean? He's still the guy in some ways. He can't rap for shit anymore. I know cer certain people will say he couldn't rap for shit from the very beginning, right? But like... The songwriting on this album is largely ass, but I think that stretch of the album is where the music really starts to carry him a little higher. Um, yeah. And then with, with, with Certified Lover Boy, it's got to be like, it's funny because I think, I feel like the first half and the back half are a bit different with that album. I think the first half... Yeah, the back half is like a little more maudlin and it, I think, kind of it falls apart a little bit. Yeah, because I, I really like the opening. I, like, Poppy's Home, I just think it's great. You know what I mean? I think Poppy's Home <laughs> is so, just such a, an annoyingly Drake so, song. It's, like, it's the perfect... Yeah, it's like the perfectly... It's the perfectly moody like type opening. Like, unlike... Say like keep the family close. Oh my just god, like the worst song. Stage play. It's yeah, it's a just kind theme. of like you know, <sighs> it's a Bond yeah. theme. Ex but the worst oh, yes, Bond theme you've exactly ever heard right. is what keeps the family close. Is that the, song. The, yeah, it's a it's a Bond theme, and this is just kind of like you know, uh, like this is some Urban Outfitter shit. Like it's there's <laughs> it's yeah, this is like a perfectly Drake song. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like the last point, I don't know. I, I feel like yet again with these two albums, we're meant to entertain this idea of a rivalry between Drake and Kanye, right? And it's kind of made explicit on various points of the Drake record. How much do you care about this beat? I just, I've never been able to bring myself no, to care I about don't. this shit. It is oversold. Yeah, I just it's absolutely oversold. Like, I mean, it's what were the, what is like, the pretext I mean, for the, the, the loudest points of it is like, honestly, it's 
kind of just one of those direct competition with who Kanye perceives at like as the best or like whatever in 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 popular music, and he's just kind of like, well, I still got it, and he had he got everything from me, and you know what? You know, idols become rivals. Blah 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 blah. Like, I, I guess the thing that's supposed to make it feel more interesting is yes, that idea of. Drake got a lot of things from Kanye in terms of, I guess, the emotional capacity of Drake's music. I still think of it, though, as roughly in the same vein as, like, you remember the, the what was it, the graduation rollout, you know, beef slash rivalry between 50 and Kanye, right? 50. And that and was Kanye, just so yeah. transparently like it fake. It feels like that. Yeah, it, that, was, that was so transparently yeah. fake and engineered to just be like, we're just selling some magazine copies and trying to get sales for both albums up. And that's what every Kanye beef feels like to me. It's just like, this is not... Kanye's not really built to have a beef with anybody. Yeah, it's just like... I think that because you never see them together in a public space, like the... The, the like they can they can sustain the illusion of having actual beef by doing stuff like Kanye posting Drake's address. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, he's such a, he's such a you know, to, like yeah, like 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 I mean, as if Drake doesn't have like so many houses. <laughs> it's just kind of like which I, it's there's just kind of a yeah. I mean, like it's. I, I like I'm very disinterested in, in the beef actually. The the worst thing I'll say at this point. right is I guess they're their bars for Kanye on the Drake album. None of it really on a textual level moves me in the same way, right? That like the most embarrassing thing is the difference between the quality of the Jay-Z verse on the Kanye album compared to the quality, the quality of the Jay-Z, of the Jay-Z verse on the Drake album. Oh yeah, it's just kind of like... The disrespect, God bro. damn. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like, you know... Honestly, you listen... Yeah, like, you listen to the the, the Jay verse on the Kanye album, and, and, like, you know, you can, you know, uh, puff yourself up with fantasies of reconciliation, and, oh, they made up, and, like, you know, there's some sort of... Oh, the the big brother and little brother are together again. And then you get to the Drake album and you realize that Jay-Z was just like, here, nigga, damn. Like, here's your verse. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, because, yeah, like, I mean, like, his verse on the Drake album, like, it's it felt as if he was actually present and, like, in the room for it. <laughs> yes, yeah, present. Just basically present. Um, extant. Yeah, present. Uh, um, As opposed to vacant. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I think that's all we got this week, right? I think... Yeah, that's, I'm, that's, I'm kinda, just, that's kind of it, you know? I'm distressed by how much... Like, not even in a qualified way. I can think of albums like Take Care that I came around on, you know? Or nothing yeah, was like, the same. I, like, it was just... I, I actually immediately liked this album. Yeah. Like in a way that I haven't immediately liked to drink anything since if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Michael, what do you think about it? Like, I don't. 
I definitely saw people talking about, I think in reviews, definitely. I saw people kind of characterizing it, I guess, as the features kind of carry Donda, but in this really disjointed way. I don't know that I necessarily here's how agree I feel. with that. Here's, here's, here's like probably the simplest way I can put it. On a Kanye album, and not just because like you can't see the the immediate the features immediately on the track list, you know, because the songs are capitalized or whatever. Features feel like surprises. Uh, like they kind of come out of nowhere as as though like, you know, Kanye striking a key or you know, moving a fader or something like is using the person sort of like an instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like from the time that like a song starts on a Drake album, you can almost tell who's going to be on it. Yeah. The future, like future is such a good example of that where future's appearances are so telegraphed is like only future can really make this song. Like the, the right said Fred thing is a perfect example of that. Right. Where it's just like, yeah. You're not going to do this with like you know else. that you know Thug is going to be on this. You know yeah. that like, um, I mean like when a song starts with Project Pat, you, I mean like there's a there's a good chance that Savage is going to be on that one. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, you're right. You're right. You 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 lay it out like that, and yeah, totally. And it's funny too because I feel like for the longest time. Kanye cultivated this reputation as as a really bossy, like on the one hand, again, you know, 400 people credited on a single track, but on the, at the same time, not really so much a team player as a guy who just bosses a lot of people around to make his albums, right? Um, right, 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 and right. You're right. That is pretty. That is pretty palpable on on Donda in a way that it wasn't even on. And again, I like Pablo less than Donda. But I, I felt like even the life of Pablo and Jesus, right? I think those projects obscured that a bit more. But it's definitely like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and then Donda feel like the two albums where it's just like, this guy was probably an authoritarian about how he pulled this album together. Yeah, I mean, like, because the that's the way that even thinking about the way that like the the recording sessions for Kanye albums are also like a part of like the album cycle. News about the recording sessions are part of the Kanye album cycle. Like um, this time, it was Kendrick carting Keem around in like the the bowels of you know a football stadium, like on the way to work on Kanye's album. Like for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, it was people getting flown to Hawaii. To like do right. like marathon recording sessions, wearing like, tuxedos, yeah. Um, for yeah, it was Jackson Hole. You know what I mean? Like it's always like a destination and a thing, you know. Uh, where like that the that part of it just feels like the the like it's the seems like a Drake album on by contrast doesn't feel like a monument to the work it took to build itself. Yeah, it's just more, it's more like sessions, right? Or I don't know how to put yeah. it. You're right. Yeah, I think I think the contrast speaks for itself, both musically and in terms of like how thoroughly you set up, um, again, what the Kanye version of this looks like. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I think the Drake album benefits from being what feels like a more open, collaborative type type process. Um, but what do I know? I'm not in the studio. Y'all not blowing gas in my face. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna really sit with this Drake album. Like I've never sat with it. Well, not never, but you know what I mean. Like usually, it takes me a year yeah. to get my guard down with the Drake album, and then go back and be like, okay, take care is pretty great it's got some corny shit on it. Whereas this one is just like, you know? It's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to run this. Running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's all we got. Listeners, by all means, you have not, you have a Kanye album and a Drake album to email us about. Email us your thoughts. Soundonlypod at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. Enjoy the long weekend. We will see y'all next week.